Hey, you found us. Welcome to Comfortably Uncomfortable, Not Another Running Story. I'm Megan Fanning, and I'm joined by Sean Meehan. We created this podcast to continue the real conversations that we have when we get outside to run, bike, surf, climb, or whatever it is that you do. We love the real conversations when boundaries come down, because really, that's when it gets interesting. Hey, gang. We have a favor to ask of you. If you would go to the app that you use to listen to our podcast, please follow and subscribe to our show. This really helps us. And it also really helps you because you will never miss an episode. While you're there, if you could also leave us a five-star rating and a great review. These type of things are super helpful for us because they help our ratings. Last but not least, share this with a friend. There's somebody out there who hasn't heard this and I'm sure would appreciate the share. Thanks, everybody. Good morning. How's it going? Morning, Meg. How are you today? Eh, I'm here. I'm here. And it was a long night and uh, and I rallied to uh, to record this morning. So you might be in charge today. Fucking God help us all. But <laughs> I will I will introduce our super sweet guest today. Dude, I'm excited. He, I mean, let's say, aside from bringing my son on the podcast, this might be the most <laughs> famous guest that we've had on the podcast since, at least since since Finn. It's going to be hard. It's it's hard to beat Finn. Finn it was is. Finn was a really good podcast. It is. Mark might also tell embarrassing stories about me. So um, this is Mr. Mark Kelly, Connecticut runner extraordinaire. He's really excited to be here. Not nervous at all, and he wasn't smoking the devil's lettuce all night long, which is why he's wearing sunglasses right now. Yeah, all of that and then some. And I don't know any stories about Sean pooping his pants, so I definitely am a, a bar lower than Finn. All right, so it's been nice talking to you. Great to meet you, and um, I'll catch you on the trail. So. I, I think it's I think it's great to have Mark on because. Mark, Sean has really been wanting to focus on mid-pack runners. And we've talked about this a number of times on the pod. You know, the winners get a lot of attention and, you know, the people at the back of the pack get a lot of attention. But ultimately, we're all mid-pack runners and we have lives um, and, you know, jobs and we're training and we're doing these adventures and, you know, cleaning up and going to work the next day, you know, and then we get no real accolades for the incredible things that we do. It's more like, wait a minute, you ran for how long? I don't even want to drive my car that far, right? Or where do you go to the bathroom? Or do you eat when you're out there? So, yeah. So having people on that, you know, that really just talk about what it's like to, to uh, you know, be having fun and, and living it up um, in the endurance world. Yeah. So welcome. Why, thank you. It's a pleasure to be on here. It's kind of like Sean said, I am super nervous because we just get together and talk trash to each other so now i don't know what to do because usually we're just throwing obscenities and that's exactly that's exactly what you do mark <laughs> okay <laughs> just just be yourself like so let's like let's kind of so part of the reason i want to have mark on the podcast is because he's he's i mean he's been running for i don't know you can tell how long you've been running for but i think at this point the past like two years since i've kind of hooked up and started running pretty consistently and training that zone where it's like everything's like fire it's like let's fucking get this done let's put this in we're putting this effort in and mark's got like he's got that like passion right now for everything nice. it's like it's like so awesome to see um and now like i said he does talk a lot of shit which is why he's wearing uh, the Jigger Johnson 100 finisher sweatshirt. Yes. I don't give have. Us, give us a, give us I a, go oh, and the belt buckle. Let's focus on that belt buckle for a second. That's awesome. So, That's a beautiful buckle. Yeah. He, uh, made Man. Sure, he made sure to hand that to me the first time I saw him after Jigger Johnson when we went for a bike <laughs> ride together. Um, you know. So how long have you been running? Uh, probably a little over 10 years 13 years okay. something like that something okay. picked up you know just same thing everybody gets old and starts to get fat and starts to think ah this ain't good right 
And then you start to eat again and start to get a little fat again and go, man, it's not so bad. (laughs) (laughs) So when was your first ultra marathon? I don't know the exact date because I don't know. It was probably 20 mid mid teens, 2013, 2014, somewhere like that. Did the, the trap rock 50 because why not? When you live in central Connecticut, what else do you do when you want to jump into something like this? You do one of a couple of races and absolutely destroyed myself and hated that that third lap. That course, that course is really easy, right? You know I mean? That's (laughs) for, for those that have not been on that course, it is, it's technical, it's hilly. It's, it's, I don't even know. It's, it's a hard course. It's It's a fun course. Yeah, relentless. That's a good word. Yeah. Third lap. Yeah. That it's yeah, piece of cake. (laughs) Yeah, going back out for a third time. Oh boy, you had probably had to dig deep for that. Yeah, and when you don't know what you're doing, which let's be honest, still don't know what we're doing. But Mm -hmm. it's uh, it's special when you're just kind of making things up as you go along because you don't know what to expect because you haven't been there before, and it becomes Mm this. Oh boy. (laughs) <laughs> We're in for a wild ride. I can't go what up. I do? can't go down. I can't do anything. What do I do? Mm-hmm. And then we all fall in love with it and yeah, want to figure it out. Yeah, it is strange, right? So, it, Mark, what do you think out. that is? What do you think, like, so that being your first race, that's a really hard race. <laughs> Why do you come back for more? Um. If I'm being honest, so I can talk shit to people who didn't finish it and feel okay. my ego. There you go. <laughs> so, I mean, some of it honestly is ego, 100%. Like, yeah, I want to look at Sean and talk trash and have the confidence, but also because um, I'm 47. I was 30 something, and I'm going to die in a very short amount of years. And why not do as much fun, crazy, wild stuff as possible? Because eventually I can't. Awesome. That's a, that's a kick-ass answer. Uh, I think that's probably the best answer. That's, that's the best why, I think, Sean, that we've ever heard on the podcast. Well, Mark, the other day we were talking and we were talking about mortality and where we end up. And he was like, I'm afraid to die. And I was like, okay. And he's like, not because like of what exists on the other side. He's like, but there's like so much I want to do. Like, I want to know if I can be homeless for three months. I want to know if I could be a rich douchebag for like, three months i want to know like what it'd be like to be you know whatever like i want to live in like the mountains of peru i want to be a poor person living on the streets of like india i want to bathe in a dirty river i want to know that like i survived that life and was able to come through and that i know what it feels like in all those instances and i'm never going to and honestly that keeps me up at night hmm that's, you know, so you know what it reminds me of? And I was sitting here trying to remember if I told this story on the podcast. If I did, sorry for those who are hearing it twice. So, Mark, we were out um, riding bikes with the kids. And this was when my youngest was still like kind of unsteady. So she had to take a lot of breaks and whatever. Anyway, um, so I was sort of standing on the side of the rail trail with her. And, you know, I, I, there's a lot of odd sort of people out there, but I saw this one couple come walking towards me and they looked like the, maybe they were in their eighties and they were Indian and she was walking and guiding him. Okay. And, and he had his eyes closed and I was like, okay, so, you know, I'm standing there with my daughter and I said, hello. And they stopped and talked and, and I was like, okay, you know, these people are talking to me. And anyway, the guy says, oh, this is my wife. And he introduced himself and he said, so what we're, what we're doing is he goes, I like to experience things I don't understand. So I'm keeping my eyes closed and pretending I'm blind so she can walk and guide me um, on the trail. He goes, I want to know what it's like to experience something that I just don't know what it feels like. And he goes, I want to be able to put myself in somebody else's shoes. And I was like, that is fascinating. I, I just, and I said to him, I was like, that is so cool. He's like, oh yeah. He's like, I do things like this all the time. He goes, I just, just want to know what it's like. So it's I don't know, wild. maybe, I, maybe I found the 80 year old Indian version of you, you know? Mark, <laughs> you I'll just want to experience it. I'll be your adaptive yeah. guide for Vermont 100. <laughs> 
That is not a good scenario. (laughs) (laughs) I have talked way too much to you in way too many negative ways for me to trust you to do anything like that. Dude, it's just a simple blindfold. We'll be good. simple blindfold. (laughs) Yeah, famous last words. (laughs) Yeah, no thanks, Sean. Appreciate it, though, buddy. Trap Rock was your first ultra. How did you, I mean, and you said you got into running because you got old and fat. Like, when, so now, like I said, the last two or three years, I've seen you really turn up the intensity and the focus and your training. What was the impetus for all of that? Availability. So when I first started running, my wife was, my, I met my wife, she was a bartender. And she was awesome. And she hated me because I did to her what I do to you and everybody else. I went into her bar with a close friend and I we absolutely annoyed the crap out of everybody in the bar. She's a, a Yankees fan. I'm a Sox fan. She's a Giants fan. I'm a Cowboys fan. And we just, we <laughs> hit it off. <laughs> so we, we were young. We um, had our daughter young. Um, surprise, wasn't a planned child. And so we just had no that's, that's time. That seems to be your mo, Mark. <laughs> I have I have issues. I uh, just to clarify you're that in the, right? you're in the right place. <laughs> well, to clarify that, Megan, I have a 30 year old son, and mm-hmm. I just turned 30 or 47. So okay, my high school yeah. years were spent not hanging out in the woods drinking. Mm-hmm. So there were other things going on. So apparently, I don't learn lessons quickly, as evidenced by doing more and more of these silly races, but. <laughs> With a young family, young, my wife was going to school to be a nurse and working full time and taking care of my daughter and basically kicking ass and taking names. And I was just kind of meandering out there selfishly to myself running. As things got easier, um, my daughter obviously gets older, gets a little bit more comfortable, a little bit more. Um, she can take care of herself. She can do her own thing. She's going to high school and I have more free time. So I started ramping it up because I enjoyed it, frankly, because I've met some of the coolest people I've ever met. It reminded me of being in high school when you meet your friends on the teams you play. And there's a certain clique you hang out with and you talk to and you you vibe with. And you can say whatever you want because you're not afraid of being you. And they like either laugh or if they are offended or think you're a moron, they laugh it off in the moment because they know it's just a moment. And you just kind of click. I haven't had that since high school. I've met people like Sean. Tom, like Stefan, like like so many people. And we just we just were ourselves on the trail and I've gotten to spend more time with them. So this has become my my drinking buddies without going out to the bar and having happy hour. So it gets exciting. It gets fun. It's it's hey, let's go try something else crazy. Let's um mm-hmm. let's all sign up for this stupid race because we're sitting at the uh, Western States lottery and nobody gets in well, 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 save, save for Sean, save for Sean. So we're sitting at a brewery, not to dive off in a, a, a sidetrack here, but when you meet these people, you, you do silly things like go for a run on a morning where you're sitting at a bar brewery with friends and you don't get into Western States yet. One of your friends does. And everybody else looks at each other, and one of them goes first and says, breaks up the credit card, and pushes go on ultra sign up at the bar after too many beers, and signs up for Jigger Johnson, Tyler. And then he stares at you like, your turn. So I (laughs) sign up for Jigger Johnson. And then, of course, Tom, who's smart enough to have his card somewhere else, eventually makes his way to to the cashier to get his card back to sign up for Jigger Johnson. All unaware, unknowing, just said, ah, it'll be an adventure. But that's really the crux of it is I've had more time. I've had more um, resources. Of course, you can afford it now that I'm in my you know, later 40s. I can afford to do things like this. My daughter just started college at UConn, so I have more time than ever. Um, so you just kind of keep jumping in because it's just – so much damn fun to hang out with these people and the people you meet in the trailer just as cool and mark really does 
have a good time out on the trail. I've I've spent enough time um, racing with Mark and not racing with Mark and like Mark shows up to races wearing a freaking um, much like he looks like a goof today. He has a but he has a, a, a fake necktie that no, he it's wears. Real. It's real. No, I thought it had a freaking string around it. Oh no, no, no. Real... I tie that, buddy. That's a Windsor knot. I tie before the race. <laughs> so, so he has he wears a necktie, um, and runs the race a lot of times with that. Um, though he did not do that at Jigger Johnson. He did wear headphones around his neck for the entire fucking race <laughs> at Jigger Johnson, and didn't put them up on his ears once. Um, if you've seen, been really sweaty by the end. Oh man, oh, yeah. those must have been slimy. Ooh. <laughs> If you've seen the Jigger Johnson video, Mark talks shit in the Jigger Johnson video. Um, through, through the whole, I think through the whole video. I think um, at one point Sean texted me while watching said video and said, boy, Mark, you really don't ever shut the fuck up, do you? Because to, to be fair, it was the, the, the second half of the race that they recorded a lot of Mark. And I wasn't there. So I didn't get to see it. But you also have to, like, Megan... You got to understand, it's the situation. I had just legitimately said goodbye to my friends. All of them told me on the way back out of the halfway point that they were not continuing. And I was, I was all kidding aside, I was, I was a little heartbroken. I, I really was. I was selfish in the moment, just thinking I got to get through. I want to go fast. I want to do the best I can. But as I started to climb back up the mountain, I really, it hit me. Like I had this epiphany of, wow, I'm about to spend the next well, frankly, 24 hours by myself uh, making of this course. And while that's fine, I was really having fun with my friends. And now I'm about to spend all this time without my friends. And I really had a, I had a moment, uh, a really rough moment, and sat there and contemplated going down because I wanted to hang out with my friends. Because that's one of the things I do is I hang out with my friends. I comes up the mountain, uh, Brian Stavely, he, uh, Marlboro, Sean called him because he's from Marlboro, Vermont. And uh, he's got his pacer and he's all happy, good vibes, having fun, talking with his pacer, making his way up the rock. And I was like, dude, do you mind if I just glom on to you guys real quick? Because your energy and your vibe, I could really use it right now. And he said, hell yeah, brother, come along. And we just started going and listening to their story completely re-energized me so by the time this random camera guy who i don't know who he is comes along i've finished my bottle of dunkin donuts that i had stashed in my aid station bag and i was all caffeinated feeling really good and he legit had like the coolest story ever this dude is a former high school teacher who became a uh, a novelist writes fantasy novels which i happen to enjoy he has a pacer a younger man Turns out he used to be his high school teacher, talked his pacer into running his first ultra, I believe a 50K, don't recall now, but a 50K. And they were talking this whole time. Now, that's cool enough. But on top of that, the pacer is currently trying to bag all of the 48 high peaks in New Hampshire. Well, his final freaking peak is Tecumseh. And that was the final peak of our race. So... Brian was hurting at points and he was struggling, but his whole goal was to finish that damn race so his pacer could finish him his 48 peaks, finish his 100, do the hardest 100 probably on the East Coast, and get it all done. And that was just the wildest, coolest freaking thing I had heard. Really and it cool. jazzed me up. Like that, I, that energy held me for the next 24 hours. That's awesome. And that's, and that's why we do these. And yeah, I think we'd, I think we'd be uh, yeah, good, uh, good running buddies. I like to, I like to dance out on the trail. That's my thing. Um, but I have the mentality that if it's not fun, I'm not doing it. And I don't mean that it it's, I'm okay with it getting hard. Every moment is not great, but if I don't enjoy what I'm doing, if this adventure is, if the, if the, if the adventure isn't fun overall, I'm not doing it. Life's too short. You know, we'll move on to something else. Um, it, but, you know, that fun has um, is like interwoven with a lot of pain and dark spots. But maybe the maybe the pain that we experience allows us to experience the joy on the other side. Could that could that pain be referenced as suffering? No, I wasn't. No, no, absolutely not. That's not suffering. 
<laughs> it's not suffering, Sean. Sean, you're going to keep trying, aren't you? I appreciate well, that. Dude, about you. Everyone, everyone, everyone in the world agrees in what the definition of suffering is, except for Megan. So we'll everyone in the world. Have you tell me how you had tell me how you researched this? You spoke to everyone in the world. Sean's everyone. Prolific. I talk, dude, I know. I know what's up, Megan. But is I, wanna, your I want your documentation. But isn't your suffering the only suffering you've known? So how can you know what anybody else's suffering is? So your suffering is the worst suffering you've ever known. It's still suffering. It's not but the it's same suffering. suffering as the guy who's dying of cancer in a it's bed just, who doesn't get to see his family. But, but to see, you, Mark, it's still my, suffering. It's suffering. Mark, I look at it this way. You you take, you know, your, let's say, you know, your loved one is dying in, you know, is dying of cancer and you're watching your loved one pass. That, yeah, that can be suffering. However, when it comes to these adventures, I'm paying for this. I choose this and I can hop out at any time, right? That's not suffering. That's a choice, you know? Depends how big your ego is, whether you can hop out of any choice. <laughs> Mine's at least 50 miles bigger than Sean's at this point. <laughs> Only today. I love that I can talk trash to Sean because he's done so much more cool stuff than I have. And he really is genuinely a better athlete than me in so many ways. So for me to Mark, have this one this thing over you he is fantastic. It. He needs it. It's good. It's all good. Let's let's put it this way. I do not think that Mark is a better athlete than me. I think, if anything, that's Mark a, that's... <laughs> Mark is is very very comparable and probably better athlete than I am. I have more fun than Sean. I'm pretty confident saying that. That is probably 100% true statement. We do we do things very differently. <laughs> I don't take anything serious. I can get under Sean's, yeah. well, not under Sean's skin, but I, my lack of taking anything serious can get Sean to say things in text messages like, fuck it, I'll just co-sign everything. We'll paddleboard across fucking the Connecticut River. Who gets a shit, Mark? Do whatever you want. Fuck it. If if we're not having fun, this is not worth it. I just, I don't know. We're, this is, you know, this is our incarnation on this planet. Better make it worth it. Listen, if you have a goal, you finish that goal. Like sometimes maybe you quit halfway through, but it only happens once in a while. And you still have to go back and do fucking the stupid fucking race again. Apparently you didn't have a goal then. You just had a random sense of, hey, maybe I'll wing this with some friends, but maybe I'm not all in, right? Yeah, there's a lot of 100% true. Like there was, right, like if we're rehashing this, and I, we've already had this on the podcast, It was, it was all about, going out and hanging out with friends and then when it ceased to be fun i pulled the fucking plug there was nothing there was no there was no commitment to the race oh is that dude can i have some some cheese i don't know sean i was i was mark gonna is, do mark this is race playing with a, mark is play, playing a little violin for those who aren't watching the who aren't watching the video just listening to the audio there's a little violin playing in the background I am definitely a fan of listening to you guys talk. I have listened to many episodes. I have, um, I'm uh, impressed. I'm, I'm involved in and bought into what you guys do and talk about. I think it's really cool, Megan. You've got a great story. You've you've been through some pretty crazy stuff, um, mm -hmm. but that episode, listening to Sean blame the world and his friends abandoning him on his ability <laughs> not to walk back another day with us, is oh shit. <laughs> <laughs> i i i couldn't help I, I i started to listen to him and think wow this poor man he was abandoned by all his friends and yet he was in front of two of them by about several hundred yards and he wasn't that far behind me either like maybe several hundred yards the other way oh but, whoa, uh, whoa several hundred yards. you were a fucking quarter mile ahead of me at the turnaround before i even got to the turnaround Megan, just percentage-wise, I mean, quick math, how far is a quarter-mile and a hundred-mile race? It seems really small if, I mean, almost like that violin, Mark, right? you, I was actually, I, when you guys stopped talking, I was going to say only a quarter-mile. <laughs> That's what I was thinking. <laughs> Dude, at the rate we were moving, that was five hours. That's like being in a hundred-yard split, uh, and you're you're like on my heel, about to step on it, and then you're like, Fuck it, my friends left me. It's not there. <laughs> Why doesn't anyone want to play with me anymore? 
So I took my ball and I went home. Fuck you, you all. You did. <laughs> but I took no. all the fr- I took all the friends with me. You did legit. If any Megan, let me say something here. If anybody has any reason to complain, nobody abandoned Sean. We went up there and there was Sean, Tom, Pete, and Tyler, and me. So there's five of us. I'm the one that got abandoned. I mean, by definition, everybody else got together and started hanging out. I got abandoned. I should be I should be claiming this. You got left on the mountain for crying out loud. I got left on the mountain. In the peaks of the New Hampshire four thousands. My God. And that's a that's a desolate area. Think about that. They wanted me to die. You're lucky you survived. But let's just that's mean. That was mean. Relive this. Mark acts like he was going out for 24 hours with no one out there. Yet his family was out there, wife, daughter. He had pacers out there. The, but his family wasn't the, on the trail with him. He was the, alone. He was sad. His, fam- his he family was, worked at He was station. feeling the demons. Demons. Pacer, you know those demons that come out. up. He had he had he had six hours with no one no one involved. And that was it. The, the dark the dark spots I experienced alone. in six hours. Man, those are those have been some pretty low points of my life. I mean, I wouldn't call it suffering, and but he, you know, he, and he ruined he ruined a, a fucking guy's fucking truck over to come or over uh, Atatash and Mo. He was having a good time with his fucking student, and he had to go glom on to them and ruin their time. Sean, how would you now? Know now, you boys. <laughs> <laughs> I talked to Brian afterwards. I believe that. <laughs> he probably had audio on you and was like tracking you and listening to every word. Well, he wasn't pacing me, that's for sure. No, <laughs> I was sleeping in the back of my truck. <laughs> Such is life. <sighs> yeah. But this good the good news is Mark gets to relive it all again when he comes out and paces me and like maybe next year. I cannot wait because you know that's going to be no less trash talking than it was the first Dude, time we went. So much fun, yeah. And Mark, just know that when Sean has paced me, he's he is a relentless pain in the ass. So don't you can don't hold back. Just bring it, bring whatever you have because whatever am, keeps him moving. I am legitimately the shittiest pacer. I like I've heard you guys talk, and Sean sounds more like a drill sergeant pacer. So it could be interesting. Yeah, I, I'm more of a, a pick on you, laugh, and and try and find something fun. So I don't know, Sean. I might not be a good pacer for you. No, you well, might at, be the perfect pacer for me. At at Infinitus, um, when Sarah arrived, remember this? Um, so Sean was cooking something on the grill, and I had gotten to the aid station, and I walked over and I smelled the grill, and I started just and I started dry heaving because it just the smell, you know, just I it, my stomach just went sour, and Sarah. Sarah told me this afterwards, you know, because Sarah had her hand on my back and she's being really nice to me. And she walked over to Sean. And she's like, Sean, what should we do? And Sean just like, yeah, he shrugs his shoulder. She does this all the time. She'll be all right. <laughs> so and, and here's the thing. He's not wrong. <laughs> he's not. He, he's not wrong, you know, because I did I did rally and, you know, and go back out. But yeah, just just the difference in in personalities that day was yeah, she'll be all right. Sean remains calm under your pressure. That's an impressive trait to have. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Yeah, Sean, you are unflappable. I gotta say, that's there's been very few times since I've known you. I mean, I think maybe two or three that that things have been actually and not and not even race related. Things have been actually serious. You know, so you're pretty steady. You do seem like Mark, a really good dude. Mark, let's you, you and I let's just let's just interview I'm Sean. Smart. So we should yeah, just Mark's, interview Sean. Mark's my new Mark's my new podcast. My my new podcast co-host. There you go. Does that mean I have to say fucking a lot? Uh, uh, fucking uh, fucking and so fucking so like fucking you know. So Mark, I was I was editing I was editing a podcast yesterday, and I actually was making fun of him in that podcast because we were talking about music and. And I forget what song stopped playing. And Sean was like, fucking so, and God, and fucking. And I was like, okay, spit it out, buddy. What are you, say? what are you saying? But there's two different was, versions I, of it, though, Megan. There's yes. there's the where he's being, 
you know, fucking, uh, and then there's the frustrated, oh, fucking, you know, uh, fucking, because he's annoyed. It's the same, yes. it's the same iterations, but they're at a different, like, I don't know. Well, I'm not a music person, so are those different, um, it's a different pitch. It's a different yeah, pitch. There you it's go. a different, it's also, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah Sean's I'm a bit pitchy. Mm-hmm. I'm a bit pitchy. <laughs> You're such a pitch. <laughs> Whiny little pitch I am. Yeah. <laughs> oh fuck. All right. Awesome. It's too bad Stefan wasn't here. We could uh, Dude, really fucking, glom onto that. What a fucking bitch. Anyways. <laughs> Does Megan know that you had tried to get Stefan on as well? No, he should have been on. He should have so, been I think you mentioned I think you mentioned Stefan to me. Maybe. So Stefan and Sean are the same person. And if okay. you look, have look they look similar in a lot of ways. Stefan's probably six inches taller than Sean. But mm-hmm. they're very similar in a lot of mannerisms too. They both speak the same way. A lot of fucking and uh, fucking. Fucking maybe it's, so. Maybe it's the job. Yeah, it's it's the same person. So much yeah. so that when I look through my photos, Google asks me if Sean is Stefan. So I have to like physically say, nope, different person. <laughs> it's true, and people will, will like I'll show up at a race and they're like Stefan, and they're like, you're not Stefan, and vice versa from other like the trail community <laughs> thinks we're the same person do you know so and so he looks just like you it happens on a pretty regular basis and stefan by the way is is one of the most genuinely awesome human beings he doesn't do the ultras with us he has done them but he doesn't currently do them he uh he comes out to crew and pace all the time and gives gives the world of himself and will yeah. help anybody and will volunteer to come out and just spend days with you just to help mm-hmm. out and he's just He's just really, really a genuine, awesome person. And he's fast as fuck. Oh, my God. It's stupid fast. It's kind of annoying. He'll come out and run with you at like a 5K, and he'll run up next to you, and he'll want to have a conversation, and you can't breathe. And then he'll get annoyed and make like arms up like, oh, and then just take off on you. Like, <laughs> it's kind of douchebaggery. 5Ks, 5Ks are the worst, though. I mean, just that i've gotten my butt handed to me in in a few 5ks because you know i don't really sprint a lot and i'm like oh you know it's three miles how bad can it be you know i'll go out at a quick pace it'll be over soon yeah stefan stefan went back famous last podcast yeah stefan's also very shy man yeah what's i my question for you is what's next what are you training for what's going on in your life are you going to talk about it i don't want to because i don't want it out in the ether but I have oh. something I'm planning that is stupid, and Sean's mad at me for it because he thinks I'm doing it wrong because he's Sean and he thinks I'm a moron and he's probably half correct. But that's regardless. That's fuel for the fire now. So now that I'm now going I'm, in, to now do I'm it, intrigued. I, now that I'm going to finish this little quest of mine, I'm going <laughs> to stare and talk to Sean the whole time. I'm going to send him video messages. Mm-hmm. Um, Dude, I'm going to be out there. You say, yeah, I don't well, know. What if is I want it? To. Somebody's got to tell me what it is. The secret, the secret race, you got to put it out there. But it's not a race per se, more than an adventure. And we'll okay. see. Okay. There's, there's no, I don't even know if I, I mean, maybe if, Sean. If, if you do what you're setting out to do in the time frame you're setting out to do it, you set the FKT by a significant amount, I believe. I was just going to say, it's got to be an FKT. I don't know that I'm, I'm, listen, I'm just throwing numbers out there, throwing numbers out there. Half of them I'm throwing out there just to annoy you because you get so irritated about what, what I'm saying. Dude, no, dude. You gotta, dude, whatever, dude. That's just dumb. That's just, whatever, fine. I'll just co-sign everything. Whatever, man. I just I try to help your, you. I, okay. I try to, I, I try to help you I achieve love, your goals because that's what I do. I, I'm, no, no. I'm a support. Mark's imitations of you are so good. Oh my well, God. This, well, see, these are this, gold. These well, are, these under, are going to be our video promos right What well, you here. don't understand is Mark has known Stefan for how many years? Ten, probably 10 years now. Uh, right, maybe, yeah, yeah, I mean, on the fringe, in the fringe, because I met, I met Stefan and Tom through, uh, running on Tuesday nights at the reservoir. It was a Tuesday night group that met up. So I would meet those guys there and kind of got to know them and, um, you know, just meet more cool people. I just thought Stefan was a arrogant asshole. He was always fast and Stefan's <laughs> so shy that he would just sit there and kind of, and he's also like a bird. He's very ADHD and he's like. Like he constant moves, just like he looks like a bird looking for worms, and then but he doesn't <laughs> talk to anybody because he's genuinely shy. And then you start running, and he's just he's like the wind, he's gone. So I was like, wow, 
that guy's so fast and such a douche. But then I got to meet him and realize he's like genuinely the most humble, sweet human being there is. So, but I just want to make sure that everybody knew that he was kind of a douche at first. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, I've been probably about 10 years ish, Sean. Yeah. And so it's like talking to me a lot. It, it well, no, because you were, you talk. Stefan's quiet. Not once he starts talking. That's true. But you can hardly hear him because he's audibly quiet. <laughs> Sean, you are a talker. Definitely. Yeah, but Sean brings the energy. That's for sure. Sean brings the energy and the vibe. He he kind of gets it moving. He get get you comfortable. And if you are worried about the context or what you're going to say, don't worry. Sean will say something offensive when the first five to fifteen seconds. So you'll know. Okay, there's no holds barred here. Yeah. I think in Jigger for the first twenty minutes, the people in front of us were like, "Good God." We're going to have to separate from these guys. It might be a little bit too much. Dude, they fucking loved it. Everyone, so I, and this is happening. That's what he tells with, himself. This is Marco, Marco co-signed this. He knows. They, um, they, every time I've been in a race, so Matt and I will get together, same thing, and we'll run, you know, part of the race together. And it's usually the first part, right? Like everyone kind of sticks together the first part. And Matt and I, very similar to what Mark experienced, we'll just be like, chicka, chicka, chicka shit talking nonsense fucking spewing out of my mouth very offensive things no intent to hurt anyone's feelings or anything like that but just fucking just shit talking stupid shit comes out of my mouth and we laugh about it and everyone laughs about it and we're like fuck man and everyone around us has a good time and has a good chuckle for the first 20 minutes and then everything else sets in so I kind of think, Sean, that if you're not making fun of somebody or shit talking about them, then you don't like them. That's your way of remember when, you know, when we were saying, God, I, I didn't I didn't air this this footage, but maybe I should remember when you were beating the shit out of me when I was trying to set up the sound for our records podcast. And oh, my God, I was ready to kill him. I mean, and, and Sam is just laughing. Sam is egging it on. Sam thinks it's great. And Sean's just giving giving me shit, giving me shit. And I'm like, God damn it. And then, of course, I laugh I'm like, all right. <laughs> just right. I think that's our, our our. Well, maybe it's just our type of people. Where like, you push me too far, goddamn. Okay, it is. But that's funny. just you push. You push to the point where you get to the point where you almost get them over the edge, and then you do that one thing that pushes them over the edge. But somehow it brings them back. And you, but, yeah, it, it, but it it's makes funny. Sense. You gotta laugh. You can't. Yeah. You can't be that angry, Sean. I can't be angry at you when you're making me laugh at the same time. Like I did air the, or I don't know if it aired yet. But did I drop the, I think I dropped the piece about stabbing you in your eyes. Remember when Sam was yes. saying that we were going to stab you in your ice you can, blue eyes? Listen, <laughs> here's, the, here's the fucking trick for life. You can say anything you want as long as you smile afterwards. See? We're all smiling. You can, you can, say, you can say really, really offensive stuff. And God, I fucking smile. hate you, Sean. <laughs> <laughs> See? <laughs> You're like, oh. Mark's so sweet. <laughs> oh man. So next, Megan, let's. Uh, I'm gonna. I'm gonna just live by Sean's side through all of his adventures, so that I can just make him miserable for all of his runs, just no to way. see if he can actually Thank call you. that suffering. Yes. <laughs> Let me show you some suffering, motherfucker. You <laughs> think you know suffering? God damn it! Here it goes. <laughs> And then you smile. <laughs> Dude, so do you, let's come on. Come on. Let's talk about let's put it out in the ether. You can't put it out in the ether. So but well, it has to do FKT, with a very long. It, it's yeah. It's, okay. It has to do with a very long effort that I've never done. <coughs> Sean has done something really, really long, which is awesome and cool. Actually, one of the second time I ever met Sean, he regaled Tom and myself with his stories of Coca-Dona during our first ever 100 attempt when we were doing uh, the cut 112, Sean met us at Penwood parking lot and took us up over a heap line. What's that? 107. Well, it's real. I agree. I'm just saying the name of the race, Sean. Don't be offended. I mean, geez, you're sensitive. But Sean, but Sean took us over heap line tower and told us about his adventures at Coca Dona. And it sounded really cool. And 
much to my, I mean, much to my surprise, Sean seemed like a really cool guy. I didn't really know him then, so I didn't know he was a douchebag. So it was, it was a fun way to get to know him. And that kind of, that along with other things started to just sink in and make me want to do other stuff. Now I'm thinking, let's, let's go longer. Let's okay. see how long we can suffer. So with the- oh, sorry, I'm sorry, Megan. Oh, God damn it! Click it's erase. Not, it's not. It's not suffering. Let me. T- I will give you the lecture. <laughs> Listen. No. It's just. It's a word. Try not to get offended by it, Megan. It's just. It's just. I'm not word. offended. I'm just not going to back down. Why you got to be offended? <laughs> There's a Megan. difference. <laughs> <laughs> so, but okay, you said that. So you're doing this FKT. I get why you don't put want to put it out there because if it's an FKT. So okay, but. You said Sean wasn't entirely thrilled with your training. What are you doing to train and what oh, are it's, it's what's... Not his training? His training is going to be fine. It's his no. planning. It's, uh, so, so Sean is so Sean and I are very different people. Sean's okay. very and I don't know if it's the right word, but Sean's kind of Sean, Sean's more detail oriented. Sean's a spreadsheet kind of guy. Yeah, hundred percent. Sean's yeah. Sean's that organized guy. Has the spreadsheets. Yeah. Knows what he's gonna do. He's really good about mm-hmm. it, and he's and I'm really I'm really happy for him. My wife's the mm-hmm. same way. They're very very good type mm-hmm. A, whatever you want to call it. People. I am one hundred percent the opposite of that. I don't mm-hmm. plan anything. I don't do well with planning because I eventually ignore mm-hmm. it anyway. And I just kind of go out by heart and feel in mind. And then when it sucks, I just say, fuck it. I want to go do it anyway. And then figure it out as I go. You, I like the problem solving. Sean likes to yeah. pre-solve. I like to figure yeah. it out. I'm a, I'm a hope for the best plan for the worst. So I am also a spreadsheet kind of person. However, I'm married to somebody like you and we, we rarely do races, you know, together just because of kids and stuff. But we, a couple of years ago, we were doing the Marine Corps marathon. And as we were, you know, headed over to the marathon, I was like, so what's your goal today? What's, you know, what's your pace? What's, you know, how are you going to run the race? And he's, and I have this whole thing in my mind, this is what I'm going to do my, you know, and he goes, well, he shrugs his shoulders. He's like, I don't know. I was like, what do you mean you don't know? Because I'm just going to go out there and run, have fun, maybe talk to some people. And that's it. I was like, what kind of nonsense is that? I was like, you're going to have fun? I was like, this isn't, what are you talking about? What's, what are you going to do? He's like, I don't know. I haven't decided yet. It depends, so, it depends on I, the importance of it. Like, I mean, for example, I didn't have any set plans for Jigger Johnson, anything whatsoever. I mean, I had drop bag plans because you had drop out plans. Drop, well, I did that too. <laughs> um, but uh, because I had he this, was suffering. I had. Um, <laughs> God damn it! And so, so. <laughs> but that wait a minute. That's the other one. Have you heard him say that? God damn it! <laughs> when he gets really mad at me. So, uh, that's my favorite. It 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 takes a lot for the goddamn it to go. Out. God damn it, Megan. So <laughs> fucking favorite. Moving on. <laughs> but if it's important and I put weight into what the, what it is, <laughs> it becomes it becomes very planned out, and it's to minimize the risk of it not being successful because it's important. But if it's not important, then do whatever the fuck you want. I don't give a shit. But even if it is important, I mean, it, it's just different the way you yeah. you work differently than others. Obviously, both of you are very similar to my wife. My wife and my daughter are very a planner. They're they're or they're organized. They're they're so mm-hmm. much better than me than, than me. They're 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 very intelligent women. All right, I'm surrounded by strong, intelligent women. They work hard. My daughter was is my daughter's made the dean's list in UConn in the honors program. My wife put herself through nursing school, kicks ass. She's like the head of the household by all means. She keeps the whole train on the tracks. She and my daughter are ridiculously well-organized and smart. And I am a motherfucking train wreck. But frankly, I'm entertaining. So Mm -hmm. I keep them moving because I am such a tragic train wreck that I think it entertains them that people can live this way. And yet they support all the stuff I do. My wife and my daughter are my aid station and my crew along with Stefan. They're, they're my ride or die. They're literally there for me every time. So I know that if I can just get over this bullshit I'm going through at the moment, they're going to be at the next aid station to laugh, 
have fun and go with me and ask me whatever I want to do. Feed me a seven course meal. Feed me. Sean, Sean gets mad because I eat a lot of food. I don't, I don't know if he's, I don't know. Is it Megan, I've never, I've never, I've never seen anyone eat this much food. And I don't think I get mad at that's you for a, eating a that's lot of food. Actually a Stefan gift. might I wish, actually get mad I wish at you I could eat that much food. food during races. I wish because those of you that can put, you know, high amounts of calories in your body and not vomit it up, that's amazing. Like, I I have such a sensitive stomach that, like I said, I smelled a grill and started and started dry heaving, right? Megan, you know, Peter Johnson, at yeah, one I point, wish. He had I'm jealous. Like, four plates of pasta with... That's awful. That's why he finished. I, I think you had garlic bread in there. I don't know. I don't know what the fuck else. Sounds there, there was there was check there was white and red checker fucking tablecloths being put out for him. He tucked a <laughs> napkin into it. But his, in all fairness, and, Megan, I was walking a hundred miles through <laughs> the whites. The the the, the intensity right. was not like here. It was not yeah, a marathon effort. It wasn't the five K that no, we were talking it was not about. The 5K. Where yeah. Yeah, like that's true. We we did a hike. Well, <clears throat> some of us did a hike through the White Mountains for a hundred miles. Some of us did a fifty mile mm-hmm. hike. But only the fourteen of so you did a hundred miles. So what's that? Only fourteen of you did a hundred miles. That's true. And but, actually, in all seriousness, did you hike most of that course? Because I've been on those mountains. There's I I I mean, in the in the winter, you know, if I'm in snowshoes or something like that, then it's much easier to run. You know, and I can do that. But. I, I can't imagine how I, I I'm not very good on technical stuff. I never have been, but running, you know, there's maybe a little section, you know, for like a hundred yards, it's runnable, you know, and <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you, you get to run. Was but... runnable. Other than that, exactly. Oh, well, that's yes. not fair. The, the top three or four people probably ran a significant portion of it. Justin oh, ran yeah. that race. Justin, yeah. What's like the Killian Hornets of the world, you know, that they're, they're just like mountain goats. Yeah. Yeah. The rest of us mid packers. No, we just, it was a hundred percent. It was yeah. a hike. Yeah, okay. I mean, so, the course was a decimated garbage hard. the rain. It was, yep. yeah, it was, it was, it was a was, mudslide. It was a mudslide it, surrounded yeah. by rivers. Yeah. And it gets, it gets, for those who don't understand how slippery it gets um, up there, uh, whew. yeah, it's a game changer. Yeah, it All broke right. my pole. It broke uh, Sean's soul. It was fantastic. Broke my, broke <laughs> my heart being abandoned All by right. my friends. All right. So, so as we're we're winding up to the end of our hour here, what else do we need to talk about? What else do you need us to know here um, about you, about Sean, about listening to us, about anything endurance related? It can be. What do you want us to hear before uh, before we close? Nothing about me. I, there's a, there's been enough bullshit about me. I'm not that interesting, but I'm surrounded by amazing people like Sean and frankly Megan. You, I'm sure. If we got to hang out on the trail or oh, yeah. a Nate station good. or ever, we'd, yeah. we'd giggle, we'd we'll laugh, we'd have a yep. fun. It would be awesome. Mm-hmm. And that's really the gist of it is I I yeah. don't want to stop having fun. I don't care what it is, yeah. whatever it is. I don't want to stop being me and having fun and laughing. <laughs> I get to go snowboarding with Sean and he makes me laugh and he we have a good time. We go mountain biking with him, with greg with with all these the other eel. people we've met the eel we we make nicknames for each other and and you know just kind of call out the bullshit of each other and that's really the the gist of it just have a fucking ton of fun pick on each other and mm-hmm. don't take anything too serious because 100 years ain't a long right. time and you're not going to get much more than that so let's you know just have as much fun as much as we can and who cares if it sucks for a little while? Because it's certainly not suffering. And it and it ends, you know. It, it does. It's, sometimes when I hit those low points, even in a workout or whatever it is, you know, workout race, I'll think how am I, when I'm in the shower or I'm eating, you know, an hour or so later or a couple hours later, whatever it is, what am I going to think about my performance right now? How am I going to did you know did I wimp out? Was I a jerk? Did I, you know, did I do what I intended to do? How are you going to look back on it? And I really, as I said in the beginning of the podcast, I really appreciate the way you articulate our, like our family, our community, because, and if anybody's out there thinking like, well, maybe should I do these races? Do I want to get involved? The cool thing about endurance in general is it does break down these barriers. And, and yet we have, it's, 
it's hard with <laughs> this stuff we do is really hard, but it's, but it's fun and you'll make connections for the rest of your life. I mean, it's funny. Sometimes I'm on Facebook and I'm like, oh yeah, I did that. I'll see somebody pop up. I'm like, oh yeah, we ran that race together, you know, 10 years ago and we're still talking, you know, <laughs> it's like, what other, even, you know, from jobs 10 years, you know, I don't really talk to people anymore, you know, but, but a race or, you know, bonding, bonding in the woods for, you know, for hours changes you. Oh. Yeah. Cause you're really you, like you can pretend yep. to be somebody else during work because you're an employee when you're out doing mm -hmm. there's something like you said, you chose to yep. be here. You, you yep. put this in and that's you. That's a hundred percent me. If you don't like me on the trail, you are not going to like me anywhere else because that's who I am. I'm a yeah. smart ass. I'm going to laugh. I'm not going to take it serious. I'm not going to plan for this shit. I'm going to train. I'm going to train like a son of a bitch. I'm going to put in the work. But after that, it's going to be, you know, how much does this brain want to continue this bullshit? And at some point, it's going to say, I don't want to continue anymore. And that might be on a hill repeat with Sean. It might be halfway through a race. But at some point, you just, I don't, unless you're injured, like legit injured, it's just how much more do you want to put up with mentally? Because you can yeah. probably physically do it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you so got it. Well said. I hope that in this podcast, what came through about Mark is, and you can let me know if it did or not, Megan, is that he puts a lot of, um, he takes, he puts a lot of gratitude towards those that help him do the things that he wants to do. Like, we don't, we don't do this trail running shit, this ultra running stuff in a bubble. There's a lot of people that come in and are a part yeah. of that and mm -hmm. create the environment so that we can go ahead and do these experiences and have these life-changing, life-altering moments. And Mark, as much as he talks about his ego is what fuels him, I think he puts a a lot of emphasis on the understanding that he's a small cog in the machine that gets him from the start line to the finish line. And he does the work all the time, but he understands that like he has a lot of respect for his life and care for his his community trail runners, his coach, his family, um, you know, his close friends that get him from point A to point B. And there's a lot of love that he shares and has towards them. And he says he's not a, he's, you know, he's like, oh, I'm not that good of a runner. He's a fucking fantastic runner, and he's very humble in his in his accolades. Um, and I think he, he should, you know, be pretty goosed up right now about being how awesome he is. Oh, that's sweet, Sean. I haven't met that guy before. Oh. I love you too, buddy. I want you to come rub my back. Well, now. and I've. I've I've talked to you for an hour. I think you're a big cog. <laughs> you're not little. Something. Yeah. <laughs> did you did you talk to him about um about picking a song? I did not talk to him about picking a song. He oh, loves Sean. I know. I okay. Saw it. All right. So I have that, to explain this. Wait a minute. Wait, he's hold seen on, our podcast hold on. a bunch of times. I know the deal. Wait, wait, wait. I'm gonna say, Mark. Sean is a planner, and this this is one thing that pisses me off about him really big he is a but when it comes to this podcast he's like i don't know fucking so let's just wing it and i'm like oh, no oh, i want to oh, plan oh. <laughs> he doesn't he wants to wing it and it drives some days you know he's like we'll just come on and talk like we always do i'm like no no i want to know what we're talking about i want no and it's actually sean doing that in this podcast has has forced me to just sort of step back and ride the wave a little bit and because we sometimes have no idea where this podcast is is gonna go and somehow it lands and what's what's interesting is some of those episodes where we weren't talking about anything like i look back at our ratings those will be like the highest rated episodes. I'm like, how the hell did that happen? Like the one where we talked about whale sounds in Chewbacca. Remember that? That you were making fun of me because I was listening to whale sounds while I was studying. You know, I mean, that's like one of our highest rated episodes. I think uh, Phil Carcia is is above that. But yeah, whale sounds in Chewbacca. That's I'm like, how the heck does that happen? So so there there is some beauty in in the way you're doing life and just 
you know, allowing for life to happen. Sometimes I'm trying to, I'm trying to learn from Mark. Oh God. Fun. It makes me, it just drives me nuts though. What are we going to talk about today? I don't know. We'll figure it out. <laughs> you lose sleep for 12 hours trying to figure out, Oh God, here we go. Oh God. I know. I know. But the good news is, is we, you know, between me and Sean, we both can talk. So we're never at a shortage of things to talk about. Oh, you know, can fucking talk. Don't let him lie for yeah. you. Like it was like, it'd be like some stressful event for him. I mean, yeah. all the, the only stress involved was him being like, I don't know how offensive I can be on this podcast or like, if I kind of sound like an idiot, it might check my ego a little bit. So those are the two things that kept him. You didn't sound like an idiot and you haven't even come close to offending me. Um, some of the, yeah, we have. Idi- Let him. <laughs> Well, <laughs> don't come running with me, Sean. The 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 when you reference, there's one podcast. I don't remember which one it was. This was the closest I've been to. Oh my god, should we air this? Um, it was the one like I'm like, hey, Sean, and within the first ten seconds, you were talking about that scene from The Exorcist with the cross. Oh, you know, Jesus scene. Oh God, and I'm like, should I cut this out? And I'm like, yeah, well, this is who we are. So <laughs> it's I don't remember what podcast it was, but boy, oh boy, I'm like, Oof, okay. All right. Oh, well. Going with it, right? We are. It is who we are. Yeah. I wasn't so, talking about Alter Boys. Yeah, but what? I don't, I'm trying to remember what podcast, what podcast it was. I have no clue. And I compartmentalize like a beast, you know, so it's just part of my job. I think I have to, to, to survive. But, um, but anyway, so we're starting to digress again. Songs. You get to pick a song. Um, you get to pick our outtake song and you can choose whatever you oh, want. Oh, please. Sean please, be, please be what I want. Well, I'm half tempted because it came out to all the friends uh, during Jigger that I'm a bit of a Swifty. <laughs> <laughs> so normally I would just. I'm with you. I'm I, would with di- you. I, would, I would dive in hard because it's okay. Sean and I would go yeah. with one of the Taylor Swift songs. But I got. I'm gonna. I'm gonna fuck it up a little bit, Sean. Oh, fuck it, fucking. Uh, you know, fucking. This uh, uh, fucking, fucking song was a uh, <laughs> uh, fucking. You know. Uh, Olivia Rodrigo. Is that where you're going with? Whatever, Sean. Uh, no, actually, I've been. I think you'll appreciate this one, Mister Meehan. I've been really digging on uh, Dylan Gossett lately. Okay. What's the song? Cole. 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 Dylan Gossett. Yeah. All right. Right. All right. Um, I have not heard him. I have not heard that song. I'm eager to listen to it. And, You're welcome. Uh, thank you. Thanks for coming on. Thank you. Pleasure. Thanks, Megan. We'll be we'll be trail buddies, and um, I will try to offend you. You can try to offend me. We'll see where it goes. Genuinely. It was nice meeting you. Awesome. Thanks for coming on, Mark. Bye, guys. I remember what you told me Said drinking was unholy So Lord, can you point me to the creek And I still keep it with me Tucked under all the memories Your voice echoing throughout those trees Still praying to the heavens and hoping for them sevens, but hope only gets a man so far. When this game of life plays heavy on my heart, and love is tough, but loneliness is twice as hard. And I'll carry that about everywhere I go. They say pressure makes diamonds. How the hell am I still cold? trying and they both seem to want to talk to me but i'm all out of luck now and my dreams aren't worth a buck how it's tough